I'm Claire Wilde and welcome to a podcast in which I sit down for a chat with Fran Alonso, head coach of Celtic FC Women. And we talk about everything from his career, his approach to football management, his time in Glasgow so far. Um, yeah, so without further ado, here's our conversation. Hi, Fran. Hello. Thank you for having me. Um, we're just going to have a quick chat and learn a little bit more about you and a bit about the team and a bit about how it's been going since you arrived in. When was it exactly that you got to Glasgow? Uh, 14th of January. Okay, so the beginning of the year, basically. Yeah. yeah exciting um and obviously yeah it's exciting times for the women's team and we are looking to do as much coverage of that as we possibly can so yeah thank you for sitting down with us Pleasure. um just wanted to start off obviously i was at the game the first league game of the season where you beat glasgow city on the last kick of the ball kelly scored that goal um do you feel like that maybe you hope that has set the tone in a way for the season going forward um it was definitely a very very good start for us. Uh, we prepared the game quite well. I thought uh, we came to that game uh, from from good displays. Uh, one game where a massive disappointment against Glasgow women, where we have 25 chances we couldn't convert any. Since then we did a lot of work uh, in what to do in the final third, and I think since then we have been great in front of goal. And um, we knew we were going to play the champions, 13-time uh, champions, and the, the team that has been. Uh, very very dominant in the uh, domestic competition for so long, and and we knew that the, you know we were the underdogs, but I think the the team uh, show amazing desire, um, great great fight. We pressed them very high, very well, and very intense for 90 minutes. Uh, actually, I think the goal, the final goal, came as a result of you know we were one one, which maybe uh, in the past would have been a good result. Uh, we didn't want that. We we wanted win. We and, and the girls showed that they keep pressing them high, and we kept going, going until until the final whistle. And you know, the last kick of the game, obviously, we we scored the winner, and I think it was a, a unbelievable uh, moment for all of us. Uh, for me, it was uh, very very special. Uh, I don't even remember what I did, but I know I was uh, so happy. <laughs> mm, of course, the league is very is very long, and this is yeah. only one game. It's just of three course. points, so there is nothing more than three points. But of course, there are three points against the the, the best team in the history of the Scotting Women game. So for us, is is a very very good start that gives us a lot of faith, uh, gives us a lot of confidence in what we have been doing till now is the right way. So hopefully, we will carry on like that. Fantastic, yeah, and it kind of almost created that big match atmosphere, didn't it, at the end, because obviously it was at home and you had a lot of fans there and there was a lot of excitement. Is that something that you'd like to be able to recreate and keep going, that yeah, kind of, of energy? Uh, of course, it, it was uh, It was live stream. It was uh, terrible weather conditions and still, you know, we, ha we saw uh, a very good crowd. So that, that tells me, of course, I know we were playing against uh, a, a team. It's a very attractive football game and it was the first one. But with this weather and being live streamed, so, so, uh, see so many people there, it was very encouraging. And yeah, I hope uh, our next home game, which would be uh, in three weeks now um, against the Spartans, I hope we see uh, the same crowd or maybe even more. And yeah, for us, uh, it makes us uh, very proud. We want, you know, we are Celtic and, and we want to have um, as big support as the men have one day. And, and you know, we, we kind of start from where we are now and definitely it's improving. So we are very happy about that. What Coming into Glasgow, what are your first impressions overall of the women's game in Scotland? Obviously, you came from England and you've you've had lots of different jobs in football. So what are your first overall impressions of how how the game works, how teams are set up, you know? 
is is a big uh, is a big difference uh, with England. Um, I think uh, in terms of uh, professionalism, uh, we still need to, to to work towards it. We need to improve. Uh, you know, seen you know much preparation. So you know the warm up times. I know is is difficult because obviously we play in uh, pitches where many teams play games. But you know the appropriate warm up time for for the girls is key for their safety and for the and for the game because you can you see a better game when both teams have warm up properly on the pitch where they are gonna play, not in a different pitch. Yeah. So all these things for me need to change. Then you know I. Another thing that I would love to have is access to footage. We don't have access to footage. We make our job uh, with less quality. Obviously, you cannot analyze uh, yeah. opposition because you know I would like to have a platform like we have in England where every home team is responsible to upload their games, and then you can scout teams and they can scout you. So that makes make the players more aware, make the players better, make the setups more professionalized. Uh, you don't need to have an analyst to do that. The coaches can do that. You know, I do my own analysis as well. And you know, all these all these things I think is a uh, is a big difference uh, with England. But saying that, uh, obviously, Celtic becoming professional uh, is is a massive statement. I think the league has been able to attract uh, very very good players. I think, for example, in our case, uh, bring a player like Anita from Atletico Madrid would be absolutely impossible any other year. It's only this year is possible because of you know what Celtic has done and and bring players that are well recognized in Europe like Anita and she got already at 19 year old she won the league and uh, championships with Spain European championships is is, is very very uh, great for the league for Celtic and I think that will encourage other top players to to come to the league so yeah. I have no doubt that the league is going to improve. Uh, but yeah, uh, we have to work all together because still is no, uh, it's, a, it's a big difference still. There's just a lot of work to, to be done in that. So I know that um, we were going to ask you about uh, tactics and analysis and how much you would like or do use that in your, the way that you set up your team, the decisions that you make about formations and things. I guess what you're saying there is that's problematic just because the lack of tools to be able to do that in the game in Scotland at the moment. Is that Would that be right? Yeah, 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 that's that's totally right. So obviously we we got our, our own style, which we get priority with. Uh, so far, we have dominated possession in every every game, uh, including Glasgow City, which means you know it's more important what we do when we have the ball because we have the ball most of the time. But also it's very important to know weakness and strengths of the opponent because at the end of the day, we you know us and the opponent, we both need to try to win the game. And and I think it's just good for the game in general, where you can actually scout the position, be prepared for their corners. It makes us better coaches, be able to analyze that. It makes better players be able to exploit uh, opposition weakness. It's just better for the game. It's not all about oh no, I don't want to show my my clips so they cannot know. It's, you know, we all should be responsible for sharing because that will make our league better, uh, our coaches better, and our players better. So yeah, definitely make our job a little bit more challenging. We play already two games this year where uh, we didn't have footage from the position. Uh, so okay, we can focus on ourselves, but you know, mm. um, that's not as professional if you want as, yeah. as I would like. But I know things take time, and, and um, let's hope that that um, we all you know put our our little bit to to, to make to make it better, and yeah. you know, upload our home games and give access to every single team uh, so they can scout 
Yes, yeah, that's great. And I know that obviously I think BBC Alba have made more of a commitment now, haven't they, to televising more of the games, which is a positive step forward, even if it's not every single one. Yeah, no, it's, it definitely. It's, it's very, very important. Uh, the amount of people that has stopped me in the in the street or, or, or at the club when I come in the morning, say, oh, yeah, I saw your game in TV. And, you know, so many, many, actually many people watch it. Uh, and that's great. It's not only great for us, it's great for the women game. Um, it is it, creating more funds, so we want better resources for the women game. Mm -hmm. It start there. It yeah. start with engaging more our our fans. Yeah, definitely. And is that that's obviously something you found was more advanced in the English game when you were working at Lewis? Yeah, obviously Lewis is is uh, last last season. Uh, apart from Manchester United, Lewis was the club with a better uh, attendance record in the league, and they got even better attendance record than clubs from WSL One like Liverpool or Everton. Um, wow. So I think against Manchester United, they had like 2,000 people. So yeah, it's, uh, in terms of uh, attendance, I think yeah we have a lot to learn. But saying that, you know, I'm sure um, when if we play at Celtic Park or I'm sure we are going to have a, a few thousands of our fans coming to, to see us play. So I think it's just a matter of time and, and create this, uh, first create this style that we are creating, make attractive football, uh, hopefully successful as well, and then fans will start to engage and, and we all together will ca can make first Celtic a, a huge club as well in the women game, which already is in the men game. Uh, but also the, the, for the league, a very attractive league where top players from all around Europe wants to come to, to the yeah. Scottish League because how well we do things. Mm -hmm. And how would you describe for some of our listeners sort of who might not have seen the women's team play yet, either on TV or come to a game, how would you describe the style of play that you're trying to implement? Yes, yeah, so well, it's, it's quite simple to explain. Uh, it's not <laughs> as simple to, to put into practice, but basically what we... Uh, we use the rational occupation of the space and what we want is to dominate the space. Uh, that's, that's our goal. Um, it's not dominate possession, we, uh, it's position. It's, it's, uh, it's called positional play, no possessional play, which is a little different. Yeah. Some people uh, think, oh, yeah, just have the possession for the sake of habit. That's not what we are about. We are about uh, finding overloads and, and finding free space. And okay. for this, we use our tactical principles. But how it looks to the fans is, is a team that is very comfortable in possession, is very brave. Even against high pressure, we try to play out from the back. Uh, we do our rotations and, you know, sometimes we lose the ball, but we are still trying because this is who we are. This is what we believe in. We are proud of it. And so far, so far, of course, it's very early days, but so far, um, we have been getting good results with it. So, so yeah, hopefully this is this is something that not only us, but everyone feel proud about. But it's a, a attacking team, which um, we believe football is a beautiful game and needs to be played beautiful, beautifully. So it's not only about winning, which is probably the most important thing, but it's also about winning style and winning in a way that we feel, we can feel not only happy for the for the result but happy for the performance yeah and one of the things we noticed at the game at k-pop within the terrible conditions was that there was quite a lot of there was a, there was a bit of shifting around of position as well as the substitutions that you made you moved people around was that because of the condition we wondered afterwards whether it was because of the conditions on the night or something that you might go do more going forward as well yeah, we, the way we, the way we coach the team and the girl, uh, we understand football and the girls are starting to understand football. There are certain positions that we need to occupy while we are in possession, and and I don't mind who does it. 
so for example we need full width and I don't mind who provide the full width it could be a fullback going high it could be a winger it could be the number nine going wide while one of the number tens make the stretch of the opposition so I don't mind they got a lot of flexibility but there are positions that they know I don't want to say all of them but positions that they know they have to be occupied at every time so that's why you will see uh, maybe center mids going wide providing width or you will see um, center mids filling up for center back when center backs step in so so yeah that's the rotations we work every day and, and you know we are getting better at it uh, in Spain uh, we weren't as fluid doing it um, but but now I think we are we are getting better. We do a lot of work with it. We do some uh, tactical unopposed work, just working with the the pace of moving the ball and the rotations as the ball moves. And and yeah, I think I think is 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 going well. Uh, it's not necessarily that the player play in this position uh, for the whole game, but you know, in it brings flexibility. Exactly, yeah. Flu- fluidity and flexibility. Yeah, um, yeah, and and also. The main thing why we do it is because create a lot of confusion in the opposition. Yeah, and um, with everything we've been talking about, have you been able to get a handle on some of the other teams in the league on whether your style is much different to what they're doing, whether there's a kind of uniform way that people have been playing in the women's league for some time? What's your impression of that? Uh, so so far, I saw uh, a game that is very fast in Scotland. Most of the team play very fast. Uh, they are very very aggressive without the ball they close you down very very quickly uh, fitness levels has uh, I, I thought has been good in every game uh, from us and but, but also from the opposition um, I would say it's a very direct style almost every team play direct like you know Glasgow City is the best team in, in the league and has been for the last 13 years uh, but when we press them high they didn't try to play they just they play direct and they are comfortable doing that so it's, it's yeah it's a totally different style i haven't seen every team so i cannot talk about uh, every team but the teams i saw yeah they are they have no problem with being direct and, and try to try to exploit the space in behind you your back line um which is you know is not the wrong way or is the right way it's just a different way uh, and it's totally respectable and actually you know maybe um, if, if they, I don't know how how they won the the league all these years, uh, but if they won it like that, then you know it's not only a, a very good uh, way, but a very effective way too. So, but yeah, for us it's not. We we like to play our way. We feel proud, and and so far it's working. And, and yeah, we we want to keep developing developing it. But it's different. It's different than so, uh, other things that I I've seen so far. Yeah, and again, one more question, just in terms of the style. Do you think that's something that a club can develop as a kind of whole identity. So how important is it that the style of football is the same or similar or the, the similar ethos throughout the whole club with all the different squads, with the youth academy, with the women's team, with the reserves, with the first team? This is very important. You see, you know, obviously I'm a Spanish and you got clubs there that uh, the best example probably for everyone that well recognizes is, is uh, Football Club Barcelona, um, you know, the, if you if you are a coach and you sign for Football Club Barcelona, you have to play uh, the way they play because this is their identity, it's in their DNA, uh, and that cannot be changed. You cannot bring up a, a coach that is, um, you know, defend deep and love to counterattack, uh, even if he's the greatest coach in the world. That that, that football style won't suit uh, Barcelona. In in the in the case of Celtic, one of the reasons, one of the many reasons I decided to come here is because. Um, Celtic like to play, so they are so dominant, but also they play attractive attacking football. 
um, and that's exactly what I what I love. So yeah, it is important. And all our academy teams, or our girl teams, uh, they they play. Okay, of course, every every single coach bring their own personal identity. Uh, your own uh, bit that add to the team that make it uh, make you believe in it and make the players uh, believe in it. But within the, the you know I think it's important that there is a club philosophy as well as the team philosophy. In the case of Celtic, we both the same ethos. You know, attacking attractive football, engage with the fans, and successful and try to win football games. Yeah. Um, the way we do it, you know, uh, is not as important as you know. If we are now trying to sit deep every game and try to counter-attack against teams, I don't think that will go well with our fans uh, and I, it won't go well with Celtic. You might do it one game because you play against a very, very good team that is so much better than you. Like if we go, I don't know, in a Champions League against Wolfsburg, probably we will have to do that because th there is no chance that we are going to be able to beat them or to get a result otherwise. But yeah, we, I think it's important that, that um, we want to bring fans. It's important that the fans feel identified with with the team and with its style of play. I guess a lot of people will be also wondering about your time before you got to Celtic and how you came to be here. Um, can we talk a little bit about that and about your sort of beginnings in football and where you started out and whether that's shaped some of the way that you kind of approach being a football manager? Um, so I started uh, in Sauhanto Foundation. Uh, that was kind of my professional career if you want it was just uh, as, a, as a youth level with the foundation as a Hanton and then I got the opportunity only after a month or, or, or a few weeks I got the opportunity to go with the first team the manager at the time was Nigel Atkins as a Hanton and the reason they they took me in the first team was uh, because they signed the most expensive player at the time in the history of Southampton was Gaston Ramirez Uruguayan player and he couldn't speak any any English so they needed somebody who could translate for Gaston but it have to be uh, somebody who who know the game because it was football translation a normal translator wouldn't be able to to translate uh, Manon or this type of uh, football vocabulary um so that's how I got my opportunity and then right uh, place at the right time in that respect yeah yeah since seems like it's been a trademark in my life uh, looks like <laughs> you know so far I've been very lucky I've been I've been several times in, in the right place at the right time just before I signed three only three months Yep. As a translator, just before these three months were going to expire, surprisingly, Southampton sacked Nigel Atkins after a draw against Chelsea 2-2 at Stamford Bridge. Amazing result, but the manager still got sacked. Um, some, some people didn't understand that, but what the club did was appoint Mauricio Pochettino. And, and yeah, later with time, you, you see why they did it. But at the time, it was a little bit gamble because we didn't know how good Mauricio was going to do. And then, yeah, I have a... I get to to meet Mauricio, to meet Mauricio and and he just you know obviously he wouldn't need a translator because he can speak Spanish better than me. So, <laughs> uh, but I was lucky enough again, right time, uh, and you know he he liked me and and he said, "Friend, you are now part of my coaching staff." You know, I called my dad crying and it was it was I was over the moon. So and then I stayed with him for for a, a couple of se season and a half. Um, and after that, when he went to Tottenham, uh, you know, so Hanton told me that they were bringing um, Ronald Koeman. For me, obviously, you know, I, I always admire um, the way that Johan Cruyff and, and the, the Barcelona Dream Team played. Uh, and I knew Ronald Koeman was a key part of that team. So, you know, I, I, I just I was looking forward to, to, to learn from him uh, how, you know, how he was coached. I, I, I asked him questions every day how about, <laughs> you know, his experience yeah. as a player and... and with Johan. And do you think there are any particular things that you picked up from either of those two 
coaches that you worked with? I would like to th to to say I picked up a lot of things. I was like a sponge. Uh, for me, that was like half a a master every day. Uh, there are two of the best, in my opinion, there are two of the best managers in the world. And think about you know, I was in one single session for every single day for years. So I got opportunity to learn a lot. Um, of course, I, one thing is learning, and one thing is put it into practice of at course. their level, which is you know something that of course. Uh, uh, I cannot do because they are like world class, but but yeah, I, I learned a lot. Uh, part of my job was to log in training sessions, put all the technical, tactical outcomes. Uh, so obviously every exercise that we did, I make diagrams, I make notes. So I was learning a lot. I was and do you think you've talked a bit about being interested in the tactical side and the analytical side? And do you think have doing that as part of your job there? fed into that interest and fed into understanding the importance of all, all of that data? Yeah, I, I, I always was obsessed about tactics. Even as a player, I was obsessed about tactics. When I play, I, you know, I always was talking, I always was um, organizing my teammates, even when I was a, a kid. Um, I don't know, it's just the way I was. Uh, obviously, I know the importance of, of tactics in football. It, for me, it's like a chess, uh, it's a, like a chess game. So it's all about, you know, it's a team sport. So it's all about where the team is and what the, where the space is and where the time is. Um, if it was individual sport, it just depends on one. But football is about tactics because it's about it's a game sport and communication in that case, I guess. Yeah, no, of course, of course. Uh, you know, teams. I, I remember actually, uh, Nigel Atkins used to do exercise where he would tell everyone that they weren't allowed to talk, and you could see, you know, you cannot play football without talking. It's just impossible, uh, and that's why he did it. So they yeah. realize how important is talking. Um, so yeah, obviously, uh, logging the training sessions every day. That helped me to, to, to understand tactics a little bit better uh, and everyday learning a little bit. And then I was, because I was translating for some English players as well, when they have a chat with Mauricio, uh, so I got to, to, to be in a few one-on-one -on -one meetings. Mm -hmm. And then I learned the other side, which is another of the strengths of Pochettino, which is the man-to-man -man management, which for me is like unreal, how good he was and honest and how, you know, he motivated the players and made him believe in, in what is going to be best for yeah. them is is very very interesting. Like to be fair, now looking back, I I I can see how how like well, I I knew it at the time, but I can see how lucky I was to do to be able to learn from there because you know like I have nothing special as a coach. Just I am very enthusiastic. I work very very hard. I never give up. But many people is like that. Yeah. Um, and do you, do you feel like the the players here with the squad that you've got now they're responding to some of those man management techniques that you might have picked up and that kind of I know that when you went over to Spain it was a lot about creating a really cohesive squad and like you've already said about you know building that flexibility and the communication in how's that going? I, I think I, I mean that's a question for them. I think <laughs> I think is is going well. Uh, you can see the the, the team, especially the, the game the game we were talking about against City. You can see a team that got the togetherness until the last minute. You can see what how we celebrate like a family do. Uh, even after the game, it was a uh, it was a great picture taken after the game where you can see a hug uh, with between Kelly and me. You cannot fake that. Is this is this you do with your family? And this is what I feel we are. We are like a family. We spend time together. We w we train every day together. We suffer together. We argue together. Mm. So it's, it's really like a family. But we got one common goal. Mm. Uh, and that would make us, um, you know, uh, stay stay together in the good and in the bad time. Uh, now my man management, you know, I, I, I'm not a dictator. I try to, I try to, you know, 
to be flexible, to apply common sense all the time. Um, I, you know, I prefer if sometimes they think I am too soft than if they think I am too too hard. But you know, there are times in the season where things need to be, you know, mm. tougher uh, mm. because of resource, because of you know some things that maybe lateness or some other things that mm. we don't find acceptable within the team ethos. Yeah. But but yeah, so far to be on the response. And I, I guess you're also managing that transition to a professional team where, you know, some players will have now given up a lot of their work outside to focus on their football and it's about kind of creating that professional ethos. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very challenging to be fair because not every single player that we got is uh, full-time. So we got players that uh, get up at 9.30 after nine hours of sleep, so they are fresh. And we got players that get up at 6.30 because they need to go to their day job. And then they come yeah. in the evening to train with us after being working eight or nine hours, some of them in their feet. So you need to, I need to be very, very careful. Uh, and you have to monitor very close. You can So the girls don't do too much. The girls don't do uh, too little. But also when you do the selections, you know, you know, some players have done six training sessions, some players have done three. Mm. You cannot say, oh yeah, she's playing because she's done six because you know they got different status. Um, so is, that's probably the most challenging part of managing a team that got, uh, you know, so so many uh, differences between some of the players. Yeah. But I think we all understand, we all respect that this is is our year of transition and this is how we are gonna do it. Mm. And you know, of course, it's challenging, but we are all dealing with the challenge in the right way. Uh, players are very, very respectful to each other, to the coaches. I think we we have a very good uh, team chemistry, which which helps. And and yeah, that's 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 probably our more challenging thing: how to how you can keep everyone uh, motivated, fighting mm-hmm. uh, when they don't have the same opportunities in terms of training or yeah. in terms of playing. Yeah. Um, just going back to your um, career a little bit, we we're going to ask you about particular highs that you kind of that stick out for you from your career so far up until coming to Celtic. Um, well, so f- probably the one I would say was my first. Um, it was a Southampton women. Um, you know, the team was um, bottom of the league. I think got uh, one point after eleven games. Uh, so we avoid relegation that year was I just was with the team like three, four months. And then the following year uh, we won the league only losing one game. And that was the first league of uh, three in a row. So that was amazing. I remember, you know, like that day still I remember it like it was um today. Another another of the biggest days I remember is when uh, my first game with Pochettino, it was actually against Everton. Um sitting on the bench there at St Mary's you know my my legs were shaky uh, it was an unbelievable moment very proud and so that was an, another of the highlights and then of course qualifying for the Europa League with Southampton um, and with Everton with both that was as well Everton came from two years when they finished 12 and in our first year there we qualified for Europa League was amazing yeah. and Southampton I think that was fighting for relegation uh, you know after Mauricio and then two years with Ronald uh, beat record of points and position on the table consecutive for three years in a row and qualifying for Europa League, one for the pre- uh, previous round and one for the proper round. So, yeah, that, that was probably the the, the highlights. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, you know, signing signing for, for the club size sign, which is a very, very special day, the, fir- the first day. Uh, yeah. Like it, it was uh, the day here at Celtic Park was unbelievable when I 
get to walk into the into the pitch. How did it, it feel when you walked into Celtic Park for the first? Had you been before? Uh, no, I, th- th- that's that's the thing. I never been before, and and you know, the, so the first time I was here, I was like very very impressed. I heard you, I I heard oh it's a huge club, but you don't see how huge until you come here. Uh, I'm from Madrid, so then you know I I went to to Vicente Calderón to Santiago Bernabéu to huge stadiums, uh, both very very impressive. So I thought, you know, after seeing these two, no, there is no stadiums that are going to impress me. And wow, yeah, no, I was mm-hmm. so impressed when I came here. And then, you know, that and was... And you've a been to a couple of the, the games here as well to sort of soak up the atmosphere of the men's game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so my f- my first game, uh, we won 5-0. Um, the fans already, you know, text me and say, I am welcome back <laughs> because <laughs> of the results. So lucky charm. Good, yeah, lucky charm. Th- <laughs> thankfully, I, I am welcome back. Uh, yeah, so I watched already two games. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I love the I love the atmosphere, the passion of, of the fans. Um, always full stadium is 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 great. It's very very good, and and I'm proud. Uh, I'm proud of being here, and I hope in my dreams. I hope one day um, the women can get a similar similar status. Yeah, well, that sort of brings me on to um, talking about what your ambitions are. You know, obviously for the club working at Celtic and personally so both of those things how how are you feeling now about what you'd like to achieve uh, so the, this season the main thing for me is see constant growth uh, like be better every week be better than the week before so in terms obviously every week we are going to fight for the three points regardless of the opponent our job is to try to get the three points but we know there are there are so many good teams in in, in our league um, some of them are used to winning and winning and winning, uh, which is it becomes an habit, and habits are difficult to break. So, so we know, you know, okay, we beat uh, one of these top teams, but we beat them once. We need to play them twice more. So, you know, we have done nothing yet apart from a good start. Um, so, but we, I don't want to put goals in terms of how many points we want to achieve or or we need to finish first, second, third, fourth. I don't want to do that. I just want to go game by game just try to fight for a three points like it was our last game of the season and what i would like to see is every time a little bit more spectators coming to see us a little yeah. bit more support from the fans a little bit more exposure uh, so that you can see that what we are doing is growing 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 this is what i would love to see that's my personal goal for the season in the last two months of competition when is you know when we get to maybe uh you know, September, maybe August, we see where we are on the table and then we will assess and see, well, actually, girls, maybe we can give it a go and try to win the league. Mm-hmm. Or maybe we can give a go and try to finish second to, to qualify for Champion League or or whatever it might be. But at the moment, you know, talking about Champion League, talking about winning the league, talking, I think that would be disrespectful uh, and, and you know, and naive as well. because Yeah, taking w- it game by game. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and just looking, like you said, for that gradual growth every time yeah and then so in that you talked about growing spectators and you know I think you alluded briefly to maybe the women playing at Celtic Park and things what for you having worked in England and come to Scotland would there is that what what are the big differences that you think the changes that we could make up here that would sort of accelerate the development of the women's game in do you Scotland. mean in, in the league? In the um, yeah, so across Scottish women's football, what do you think, are there specific things that you think could make quite a big difference quite quickly? Or do you think it's absolutely a case of slowly, slowly, slowly changing things? 
Well, I think that the most important one, it happened already, which is, you know, uh, Celtic becoming full-time. And okay. as, our, and as our soul, uh, there are ranges as well, has become full-time. Uh, so that's very, very important. Yeah. Uh, because now it's not only one club that win every year. Now there are uh, three clubs which are going to be strong, uh, which anyone could win. But I think there are three clubs that will take point of each other. Uh, then you got hips as well. So now you got top clubs that can take point of each other. Mm -hmm. And nobody can say now, okay, you know, I think the favorites are that one. For me, you know, uh, it's too early to say who are the favorites and there are top, uh, maybe only Glasgow City because obviously the, the, the past, but uh, they will they will drop points. They mm. will drop points. So now it's a more competitive league than it was in the past. That's good for the league. Yeah. Now players can come here and just leave from football, which didn't happen in the past. That's another huge step. And now the next step is professionalize the league. We have to professionalize more the league. And when you say professionalize the league, what do you mean specifically just for people who might not know? Uh, so these, these things that we mentioned before, like, you know, for example, warm and times. Uh, I mean, okay. we, we have we have done some good things like the media is improving. Uh, mm -hmm. Like, you know, there are there are so many things. So we are we are definitely doing it uh, in the right way. But there are some things like we say about uploading footage. Uh, yeah. about, you know, I don't know, making teams uh, do highlights so everyone can see or, uh, you know, things that engage with the fans because at the end of the day, the passion of the fans is where it's going to get stadiums full, uh, you know, TV coverage when it's to be the coverage, you know, like a lot of spectators as well at home and this is what is going to make the league grow and grow. As a result of that, you will be able to attract better players. And yeah. the example of Anita is a great one because yeah. it's a player that is well known in Europe and now he's playing in the Scottish and the League. And the Spanish League is much different to the Scottish League for women's football. Yeah, it's like, it's like the Spanish first division is very professionalized. They just approved now a, a, a new uh, deal where uh, every player have to have to be uh, well, they have a, like a minimum wage they have to meet. So so yeah, the, the, is is very professionalized. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's not at the for sure it's not at the level of the men. Uh, not even near, but it's good. It's a good league, and the, Engli the English one as well. It's a very, especially the WSL one. It's a very professional league. Yeah, and we're really excited, definitely. And I've noticed more people, you know, since we came to the game, um, the first league game, and we've been talking about it on the podcast. We've definitely noticed more engagement and communication from people saying they're going to start, especially taking kids and things. So, you know. This, this is this is uh, what we are here for. And think about if they come and they got experience like, you know, I don't know how many people told me, but a few people told me uh, after the Glasgow City game, we were um, talking to a few fans that were there waiting for us and, and taking some pictures with them. And, you know, some of them were for first time and they, they say, oh, we will come every game. Oh, we love it. The weather didn't put them off then. Yeah, no, that's the, that's <laughs> the thing. That if with this weather and they are still think they will come back, I'm sure they will. And that's, 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 the, that's the best thing when you got people that never been before and they like the experience and they want to come back. And we're all used to it up here anyway, the weather. How are you finding Glasgow? Oh, don't, don't get me in that one. That, that. <laughs> Uh, you know, I don't know. So in four weeks, and I already met four different storms, different names, but oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> the same: snow, rain. Uh, so yeah, the, oh, it has been a particularly bad run of bad weather. Yeah, everyone say, "Oh, it's not normally like that," but that's actually what I've seen since I came. <laughs> but no, no, everyone say that that is not normally like that. And, and but the city as a whole, you enjoy being here. Uh, yeah, I, I, 
I think uh, Scottish people are quite similar to Spanish. They are like, you know, friendly, open. I really like, I enjoy here. Uh, I talk to, to people in the street every day. Uh, it's, it's, it's great. They are funny. I, I love, uh, you know, Scottish people in general. I really, I didn't have much time because of obviously my work uh, to to go to see Glasgow or to mm. you know I, to socialize a lot, a lot. Mm-hmm. haven't visited any other places like Edinburgh or whatever only from football for football of course but they told me it's beautiful but I will hopefully I will, you will manage to hopefully I will get some some time off um, maybe a, a, a next yeah. month or so, or, well. or so <laughs> and and get to see but but yeah, yeah. Uh, so far what I've seen uh, I, I like it it's a city you know that you can it's big city you can do anything like it's, it's, it's very very good and then to be honest the people who which is the most important part of the city are, are lovely. So I'm very, very happy here. We're really happy to have had a chat with you. Thank you so much for sitting down with us. Hopefully this won't be the last time. Um, we'll see you again at Games. Um, but yeah, thank you so much, Fran. Uh, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. And yeah, we can talk uh, anytime. And I'm looking forward to see uh, not only you at the game, but every everyone who is listening now, I, I encourage them to come and, and see the girls and, and see... Uh, and then share the the experience, uh, which I'm sure is going to be a, a very good one. Uh, yeah. Great. Thank you so much. Pleasure. Thank you so much again to Fran for taking the time to talk to us. Uh, we hope to be doing more interviews like this over the coming weeks and months to introduce you to the Women's First Team squad. Uh, we also hope to be continuing with more coverage of the women's matches in the league and the cup. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I have been Claire Wilde and see you next time.